Welcome back to the Mike Smith Show. I'm Scott Schantz. Thanks so much for being here on your Tuesday. Uh, we're going to check in now with Bill Thielman. He's a former Vancouver City Council candidate and a veteran BC political strategist and, compa- and campaigner. Good morning, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing just great, Scott. How about yourself? Oh, fantastic. I've been looking forward to chatting with you because uh, I want to get your take on a few things. First, most, uh, things are getting, things are escalating with India, right? I love how Justin Trudeau says he's not looking to escalate tensions, but tensions are escalating, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. In fact, what, uh, what's happened, as some of your listeners probably have heard already, um, India has told 41 different Canadian diplomats to leave India. Like, get out of, get out of the country, man. Uh, right away, or very quickly, in the, in the next week, basically, as the deterioration continues of the relationship between Canada and India. So this is all over the assassination of of uh, the leader of the uh, of the Gurdwara in Surrey, uh, Mr. Nijar. Yep. And the alleged interfere, interference, our involvement, not interference, uh, by India's secret service or India in some way, shape, or form in his assassination. So this is uh, becoming a bigger story still. Yeah, absolutely. Where where do you think that this ends? Because like like we said, Trudeau, he says he's not looking to escalate it, but he has to respond to to this to the you know forty one diplomats. I think there's maybe sixty something diplomats there. So almost all, like a bit a big portion, significantly more than half being told to leave. Um, how does Canada respond to this? Well, you know, I guess we've got a bit of a playbook in what we saw with China when they kidnapped two of our citizens right. in, in China, the, the two Michaels. And so we do know somewhat what can happen. Uh, and as you know, and as your listeners know, we didn't break off all relations with China and you know stop shipping containers back and forth, that sort of thing. So I, I don't think it's going to mean a major effect on business. But pretty clearly, if you have... 41 diplomats doing some work in India, uh, it's going to have an impact. And I suspect it's probably an impact on, on things like um, immigration and visitor visas, which you can't get right now anyway. So it, it's a significant uh, development. And, of course, uh, here, in, <coughs> pardon me, here in British Columbia and in Canada, we have a huge number of uh, Indian Canadians who've come here and uh, are often going back and forth. So, you know, may have businesses in India or businesses in both countries. So there's a, there's a lot at stake in this. No question. Yeah. And another one of the stories this morning that is uh, not going away is this uh, legendary tweet that we talked about <laughs> yesterday from John Rustat. I love that you take a you have to I mean, having a laugh at it is essentially all you can do because yeah. like it, it just is so offside and now he's like doubled down on it yes he's absolutely doubled down on it and you know instead of saying you know uh, people may have misunderstood or just kind of basically making a, a, a an apology or at least a semi-apology john rustad's gone further uh, bruce Banman, the other conservative formerly bc liberal formerly bc united this is not why we get confused in politics by the way we've got people changing their jerseys three times in one year um the these uh, he's also doubled down and, and he's into a uh, well, uh, he's into a match which we wouldn't use uh, on a word we wouldn't use on the uh, air with Eleanor Sturko, the prominent Surrey MLA for the BC United. Yeah, I saw. And they're that. going at yep. it. They're yep. going at it on Twitter. They're like, 
Oh boy! Oh boy! This is this is going to be a lot of fun in the legislature because, of course, the legislature opens today, and so all of the characters in this play will all be there in person. And uh, I suspect it's going to be a pretty nasty atmosphere in the house. No question. Now we talked about this a bit yesterday, but with him with him doubling down and and sort of not you know apologizing or doing what you know many would consider the right thing. Do you see this as him sort of trying to really signal to maybe that far right voter, the people who are kind of, you know, um, in in that like hands off our kids? uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Do you think that is that is that really who he's going for in this and trying to signal to them like, yeah, you know, this is the stance I'm going to take and I'm not going to back down because in many ways those voters haven't been represented in our province. Exactly. And for for those of your listeners who haven't uh, seen it, the the Actual tweet by Bruce Bandman. Yeah, we should say on, that. On, 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 I, on, I still call it Twitter, but uh, X. It just says this, this sort of hypersensitive, woke, far-left cancel culture waiting to pounce and demand apologies over the slightest oversight of speech or tone is why I and others are leaving BC United in droves. Eleanor Sturko, your party is done, and everybody knows it. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't... Kinda, <laughs> I'd say that's chippy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so that will be interesting to kind of watch uh, where that goes, especially, like you say, with legislator legislature reopening this morning. And uh, I want to talk about the election in Manitoba as well. Um, it should be too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they've uh, decided on the Tories, third term. You know, I don't think anyone is, is super surprised by that. But I always look at these sort of, I mean, it's not smaller, but like smaller uh, nationally, like these these more localized elections as sort of a a touch point for what to expect kind of at the next federal election. And I know we're still a ways away from that, but it does feel like there's this conservative shift across the country. Maybe this happening in Manitoba is like representative of that. Do you feel that? Where are you on that? Well, I think uh, what we've got in Manitoba could be a reversal from conservative to New Democrat, because it appears the New Democrats under Wab Canoe, their leader, are significantly ahead in Winnipeg, uh, not not ahead in other parts, but so far ahead in Winnipeg. It's looking like it's the NDP's election to lose. Uh, Heather Stephenson, um, just... Uh, i I got to tell you, Scott, I've never seen anything like this. She, uh, as we know, there's... Uh, there's demands from the indigenous community in Manitoba and across the country to search a landfill where they believe missing and murdered women's bodies and remains could be found. And uh, Heather Stephenson said, no, I'm not going to do it. In this election, she took out ads saying, I'm not going to do it. I talk about, I've never seen anything like this before in Canada, just saying, like, not only am I not going to do something which a significant portion of the indigenous community is absolutely wants to see happen, but I'm going to take out ads saying I'm not doing it uh, in a political election campaign. That's close to unheard of, if not unheard of, short of maybe the American border. And I don't know, it seems to me kind of a desperate move. Like that. I, I, Even if I think that it's impossible or extraordinarily expensive and dangerous to, to search a landfill. I, I, even if that's my position as a Manitoba voter, I don't think I want to see ads about it from the, the leader of the province. I don't think that right. works. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, if on the other hand, if this works, like this is a really hardball American-style uh, form of advertising, that if this works and Heather Stephenson somehow survives, because she... Um, she was uh, appointed premier, obviously, by the uh, cons- Progressive Conservative Party in Manitoba. She hasn't been elected by the people as the premier. So 
if that works, I think, you know, it, it could well spread around the country here as well. And people say, hey, just you know, like do it because it's it's got this kind of dog whistle. Hey, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to let indigenous people tell me what to do. Right. I, I don't I don't like the tone of it at all. Yeah. And it's sort of like not directly, but it sort of has the same vibe, at least to me, as like the the John Rustad tweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Where he yeah, says very like, much so. Very you know, much like so, yeah. I, you use the term dog whistle where it's like I'm signaling out to the people that I know haven't been identified and or at least in BC and then we're going to go this far and really plant our flag there and and not and not change it it really is such an interesting time and to, to uh, interesting time first of all in Canadian politics and then you know we've always been so unique or at least i felt so unique compared to american politics but then to hear you mention that you know like this is a very american thing to do or or at least feels that way you know sort of um sensationalizing these type of things and uh it almost it's like this abandonment of um canadianism you know they're abandoning yeah. dignity well, I- and stuff and yeah, and you know, Scott, this is getting to the kind of splits that are going on within the right side of politics, too, because one of the people who denounced uh, the progressive conservatives for this ad, uh, clearly uh, Indigenous Affairs Minister Mark Miller, who's a liberal, but uh, David McLaughlin, who managed the last two conservative um, campaigns in 20, 2016 and 2019, he denounced it as well. So you've got people in within the conservatives who are saying this is disgusting what you're doing. So I, you know, I think we're seeing that again, like we've seen Mitt Romney in the states and Republicans who are uh, sure. who are standing up and saying what what Trump and the party are doing now is is not what I grew up with as a Republican. So it's a fascinating time to be a political scientist. Welcome back to the Mike Smith Show. I'm Scott Schantz filling in. Bill Thielman is here. We're kind of talking about things that have been happening kind of in the news, weighing in on various stories and such. And uh, 604-280-9898 is our number if you want to call and weigh in on anything that you've uh, heard us discussing. Daryl in Coquitlam, how are you this morning? I'm well. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, I would like Bill's opinion on why we're seeing uh, in North America, particularly in the United States, and now moving into Canada, very far right-wing movements. Uh, We had that during the truckers' convoy. We're now seeing racist postings that just happened in Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, also uh, racist postings that happened in Surrey. And it seems like in North America, where there's a movement to the right, and it's, it's creeping and it can be very disturbing. When you see the ex-president of the United States in court yesterday uh, just vilifying the judge and the, and, and, and the prosecutor, I'd just like your opinion on why this is happening. Well, I think, pardon me, I think, Daryl, there's a number of reasons. Part of it is just the, I think, just the example we've seen south of the border with all of the media. I mean, anything that happens in the United States um, is enormously amplified and and, uh, magnified here in Canada. So I think the whole four years of Trump and the Tea Party and and some of the uh, far-right caucus in uh, in the United States Congress right now that's trying to overthrow the Republican Speaker of the House – is uh, it washes over here, but we've we've had different um, uh, peaks and valleys of far right stuff, and certainly um, we've had our fair share of racism, institutionalized racism, uh, the internment of the Japanese, denial of uh, I mean everything that happened in Indian residential schools, denial of the vote to many different uh, citizens other than white Caucasian for many years. Um, so we've had a you know it's not a completely unusual thing, but I think there is a harder edge coming, and I know. The fact that almost every conservative 
uh, party member and supporter that I know in politics here in BC thinks Trump is a lunatic. Uh, I think that's an, that's a very interesting development as people say, like, this is nuts what's going on down there. And yet we are having more kind of Trumpy-like um, outbursts and, and groupings here in, in Canada and in BC. So it's something that I'm watching, uh, and I'm on the left side of the fence, but I, I'm watching it very intently because it's fascinating at least. Thanks so much for the call, Daryl. Uh, appreciate that. Let's go to James in Kelowna. Good morning, James. How are you? Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, two things. With Stephenson in, um, in Manitoba, I, I think it, it is repugnant that she's taking out ads, ads to, uh, to defend her point. The only problem I think with that is that I, 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 I think that they're being forced to try to, to deal with that, with that dump through, through guilt. And whenever somebody has tried tries to uh, coerce you into or force you to do something through guilt, that's when people react negatively. So I think that's part of it. Um, the other thing is, I'm curious of your uh, thoughts on if you saw Schwarzenegger on Kimmel last night and how he was talking about the Republican Party. I'm curious if you saw that and your thoughts on that. I don't know if you saw it, Scott. I didn't see it, but I've been following Arnold Schwarzenegger on on other media and that, and he's been. Um, frankly outstanding as a as a sensible voice who who thought in uh, 2023 i'd be on the radio saying arnold schwarzenegger is a sensible voice in american politics but he is and and he's uh he's called out trump in the past and and called out uh all sorts of of things going on in the states and the, the far right of the republican party um but i don't know exactly what he said last night and doesn't that just say uh, or illustrate how far uh, politics have come in this sort of uh, current current culture that we're talking about here? That Arnold Schwarzenegger is is uh, the voice of reason, but I you know I do agree that he has demonstrated that um, time and time again to be yes, despite the fact that he is a, a Hollywood actor and has you know all these kind of tropes about him and stuff. That yeah, he really does sort of represent this like balanced voice. You know, he was a Republican governor, and uh, I. Like, I look to him and I'm like, wow, this guy would make a fantastic leader. I mean, not of my country, but of, yeah, of, yeah. of the states. I, well, I don't and, know if that's you know, ever going to happen. We, but. Yeah, you know, Scott, we look back and think uh, George W. Bush was just really despised in Canada yes. as a president. Now he looks like a, a senior a statesman of totally. great, great stature. You know, he's uh, like Cheney. In the states, also a pretty pretty hard right Republican, but thrown out of the party because she wouldn't salute Trump and said he had done things that she thought was uh, wrong and criminal. Yeah, it's a really and that's you know goes back to this idea that we were talking about this sort of fracturing of of the right in that um, y- you know you have these people who have just gone so far right they pick the best candidate the most likely to win, which at this point seems like Donald Trump is probably the front runner for the Republican nomination, and then you have people that are actually voting the party value that it's like no. No, this is about the greater good, and perhaps this is going too far. Uh, Bill, you made an interesting comment that like you don't know anybody who is conservative party member who is in favor or supports or likes Donald Trump. Do you know where Pierre Poliev stands on that? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I'm sure he's going to be asked, but I, I think uh, Poliev would not surprise me if he had some sympathy for Trump. But I think he's a smart enough politician that he's not going to not going to broadcast that too widely. Uh, and, and, you know, look, I, I hate to say it, I, it makes me very nervous, but Trump could be the president again. Yes. And Justin Trudeau had to deal with that for four years and uh, very challenging. Uh, it, it would be challenging for all Canada. But right now he's he's wiping the floor with the other Republican candidates. And, you know, Biden versus 
uh, at 80 versus Trump at 77. I, I don't know what the world's coming to, but it, does, it, it doesn't strike me that this is the most uh, perfect uh, matchup for a whole bunch of different reasons, whether you're on the right or the left side of the fence. Certainly. Does that represent America? Like, do those people represent the average American citizen? That's a, that's a tough question. And I mean, we can apply some of that same logic here to, to Canada. Do Poliev and Trudeau and represent the average Canadians? I'm not sure the answer to that, but it's certainly an interesting time in politics, an interesting time uh, to watch and to be able to have these kind of dialogues. So uh, thank you to everyone who called in and weighed in on that sort of thing. If you if you didn't get a chance to, so you can e- call the buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. You can leave a message there and we'll try to get a chance to play it back. Or of course, you can email me, scott at cknw.com. I can forward comments on to Bill as well. Thanks so much for being here, Bill. I always appreciate talking with you and uh, I hope we get a chance to talk again tomorrow. That's great. Thanks, Scott.